We have just uh, about 20 minutes left in today's trading session. Let's get a technical view on today's trading session. Shonahara is president at Pacer ETFs. He joins us on the phone from Pennsylvania. Shona, nice to have you here on Bloomberg Radio. Uh, you are looking at the markets, a technical view. Technically, what does uh, uh, it tell you right now in terms of uh, market valuations and market moves? Well, you know, the the earnings are about 50% of the way done on the S&P 500, and I think that the it, they're up about 9%, which I think is a solid number. Um, you know, there's so much distraction and so much other news going on that oftentimes maybe we forget that the markets are moved primarily by fundamentals. Our company's making profits, or their sales and their revenues increasing? And from that perspective, all of that looks pretty good. So, um, I'm not as I'm not in the camp that thinks that we need to necessarily have tax reform or health care reform or what whether Scaramucci's in or out or who gets the job matters. Uh, you know these companies need to prove themselves as far as businesses and increase the value of their businesses and their stocks will follow. Is there a point though when what seems to be the dysfunction out of Washington um, does impact though corporate executives? from spending money, investing in their businesses, from consumers, from maybe slowing down over nervousness over what's to come? Well, I think the people that run businesses actually take enough time to actually look beyond the crazy headlines and the, you know, the ineffectiveness of the Republican Congress to do what you know, they were sent there to do and look at real things like you know, the, the real policy and the real actions that the Trump administration is taking, you know, like, for example, you know, the Foxconn plant in Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. There is a much better overall business environment and business attitude from the top down politically today than there was the prior eight years. And I think that's what businesses look at and say, you know, is this the kind of environment I think I can invest in and grow? Uh, interesting. So when you look at the market then, uh, what sectors in particular do you find interesting? Well, we're, uh, you know, we use free cash flow and free cash flow yield exclusively on a series of ETFs here because we feel like that's the only number that a corporation publishes that, you know, doesn't run through some kind of a filter or can be, can't be massaged in some way. And so when you look at the overall market and the free cash flow and free cash flow yield on it, those numbers have been following re uh, earnings uh, on the way up. So that, that all looks good to us. But, you know, when you use free cash flow, the thing that we would look at is that you get to trade the same stocks at a discount if you weight them by their free cash flow uh, in an ETF. And so we have a large cap U.S. product, for example, that trades under 15 times earnings when the overall market's at 21. When the market gets to 21 times earnings, I think people, you know, for the right reasons, start to get a little bit nervous. Um, but if you can buy a basket of high-quality stocks that are U.S.-based, for example, that trade at 15 times earnings, you're probably better off in the long run doing that. Right. There's a little bit more move to run with those. Yes, and you know, well, you know, a PE ratio is nothing more than the current price to earnings. But we're buying future earnings when we buy stocks, and so if I pay twenty-one dollars for future earnings versus say fifteen dollars for future earnings, I'm in a much better position. I'm not overpaying a couple of years worth of earnings to buy the same stocks. Does it bother you how the market is skewed in the favor of a few big tech names? Although, if I look at you know the overall rally for the market, it has been to some extent rather broad-based. If you look at uh, the S&P 500, only telecom and energy are down, but all the other major industry groups in the S&P are up. But nonetheless, uh, we do see uh, a handful of tech names very influential on the market. 
Uh, and probably for the right reason. I mean, they're dominant forces. They generate huge amounts of free cash flow and free ca- and have high free cash flow yields, and they're in businesses that are growing, and they're in the sector of the economy that's growing the fastest. And that probably will continue. The, the one part of the market that potentially would worry us a little bit is utilities and how high they're trading. Mm-hmm. That's more a factor of people trying to buy dividends. You know, the, the, the person who's had the hardest go here has been the retired American investor who normally would live in large part on some of the yield they would get from their investments. With yields where they are, very, very difficult on those folks. So they're starting to chase dividend-paying stocks, and they have built, they've bid up, if you will, utilities and consumer staples in particular to levels that are probably beyond where they should be. As an alternative, again, we've got a global dividend strategy that trades at like 16 times earnings that is not heavily weighted in consumer and consumer staples and utilities, so it would be a good balancing uh, portfolio or, or investment for folks who are looking for a free current yield. What kind of environment are you anticipating for the rest of the year? Uh, I I think that, you know, the first quarter's earnings were pretty good, 14% year-over-year growth. The second quarter is 9%. Um, I would think we should continue along that, that vein unless you have some kind of, you know, extreme event, you know, globally that makes people rethink things. Or if we have, you know, a real kind of unwinding of the old political process in the U.S., that would worry me a little bit. Yeah, it's interesting, you know, on a day where I thought it was pretty quiet, and then all of a sudden we got the the headline cross that uh, President Trump has replaced Anthony Scaramucci, you know, just on the job about a week uh, as his communications director. Uh, He's got a new White House chief of staff, John Kelly, uh, being brought in. Uh, But I guess the thinking is here, Sean, that, if things don't get worse, that's fairly good for the markets, and things can only get better if some of the yeah. initiatives come out of the the administration. Well, I, I haven't seen a lot Congress. of forward-looking, you know, consensus-built expectations for earnings that really fully calibrate, for example, health care reform or tax reform into their numbers. They're still not too far ahead of where the current pace of earnings growth is. So. If they don't get anything done and the market continues to perform the way it has been from an earnings growth perspective, I think that then, then stocks will you know can continue to go. If they do get something done on the tax reform side, mm-hmm. for example, I think that's just a little added uh, fuel for the fire or the growth, if you will. We're talking with Sean O'Hara, president at Pacer ETFs on the phone from Pennsylvania. What's more important, Sean, in your view? Is it the domestic agenda, the domestic performance, or is it globally how things go? Uh, for U.S. stocks, it's definitely the domestic agenda. You know, the, the the continued movement by the Trump administration to shred, if you will, the overburdening regulatory environment to get the the government off the back of the the public sector is really important. It would be great to get some tax reform. Overseas, you have stocks that are cheaper than ours uh, from a price earnings perspective and dividends that are a little higher, so that probably warrants a, a little bit of a look. And they're still much more aggressive over there in their monetary policy. You know, there's still a lot of, of easing mm-hmm. going on overseas. And if the effect of that easing has the same effect it did here for the last 10 years, it's good for asset prices. Is it also good that we kind of see Congress for better or for worse, you know, not being able to move forward on anything. I mean, is that what you want to see potentially as an investor, that there isn't going to be any big significant changes potentially, though, on policy? You said that that could I, be an upside for the market, but the market also likes gridlock. Well, as long as they don't do anything too stupid, right? I mean, the problem is that, you know, that I think the American public is looking at what's going on. And I can't, I can't imagine you would look at it on either side of the aisle and think, you know, it's 
somewhat of a disaster. I mean, there are real problems that need to be, be fixed. And, you know, we have a tax regime here that's just not competitive globally, and I think people want to see something done on that front. Yeah. But if, if they don't get anything done on that front and, you know, we still see the underpinnings and the fundamentals continue to improve, then that's good for stock prices. All right. We're going to leave it there. Sean, thank you so much. Sean O'Hara, president at Pacer ETFs, joining us on the phone uh, from Pennsylvania.